Adam Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. The year is 3013. The galaxy is scintillating in the mellow light. Two galactic pilgrims seek out vistas in the samurai future to bring forth the unity of the cosmic shaman. Opening the door of the pantheon of mystics, the evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of summer fire. This week, Star Wars, Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. In the year 1988, Star Wars finally came back. Oh my god, it's gonna be so fucking good. 88? 98. <coughs> did I say 88? You said 88. I don't think I did. Oh. Might have been good if it had come out in 88. <laughs> <laughs> what came out in 88? Is that Predator? No, it's 87, I think. Uh, 88. Oh, my girlfriend was born in 88. No, oh, there's that, okay. <laughs> it's not a movie, though. No. Um, Hi, this is Matt. This is Luke. This is our sci-fi sanctuary where we are discussing the start of a saga. Star Wars, episode one. The Pahantum Menace. Every, every saga must have a beginning. That was the poster, right? Yep. Could have had a better beginning. <laughs> Could have skipped this one, really, if you think about it. It yeah, doesn't add much to the story. No, no, no. But, um, Even if you ignore quality, you could start at two. Yeah, I was, I guess I was 19? When I came, 98. So I was 19. Was it 98? I don't know. I feel like it was 99. I'm fairly sure it was 98. Okay. Don't trust our years on this episode. So, um, but we have very little respect for this film, so we ain't doing research. <laughs> <laughs> so um, now the the re-releases, the special editions were '97. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember I I went on an explorer class trip to uh, Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and that's when they put out A New Hope in special edition form. And somehow I got like five girls to go with me, and I thought nobody liked me at the time. So, uh-huh. but I looked cool, right? Dudes throwing in with five girls and told to see Star Wars. But nice. uh, yeah, we thought the special editions were so cool at that point in time. Oh, same. Well, for me, that was the first time I got to see any Star Wars in theaters, right? So yeah. I'm very glad the special editions happened. Pretty much for me, too. I mean, I'd seen Return of Jedi when I was like four, but yeah. I didn't see the first two in the theater. Yeah, I mean, I'd seen them on tape and stuff before special editions. But I think the special editions were when Star Wars was huge again. So like, all the kids had the toys, and we were collecting the Tazos from the crisps. And <laughs> <laughs> but, um... I think I think this one is uh, this is early internet, but an early internet buzz movie. So I remember that you know people would keep up with the news, and when the title came out, so oh the Phantom Menace. Well, I guess it's like Flash Gordon. Does that make it okay? It didn't sound quite right. Um, I believe the trailer for this movie is the first video I got off the internet. Huh. Or, you know, it takes two hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we want to see the trailer, so. I remember it being, I, the story you always hear about is the people who used to go and see other films just to see the trailer I and feel, then leave. Yeah, I feel like they put the trailer with the film I didn't want to see, hence me watching an internet yeah, yeah, yeah. copy. I mean, I'm sure that's a bit apocryphal, but I'm sure it happened once or twice. Yeah, no, no, I know. Uh, 
Because I, I could have gone to see the film I didn't want to see and then leave after a trip. Yeah, yeah which is supposedly what a lot of people did. Somebody must have. Yeah, oh, I'm sure it happened. I'm just saying, I don't think it's that apocryphal. Someone probably did it. Yeah, but I'm sure it didn't happen en masse. Yeah, so I saw this opening out with my buddy, and we're ready and raring, and I remember just sitting down and just slowly, you know, of course the title comes up, yes, yeah, Star Wars on the big screen, and... Yeah, it just all went downhill from there. Even the opening crew. <laughs> like, it's just like, this isn't interesting. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, ba-da-da, Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. That was cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I was eight, right? Yeah. I loved this film. I was, I saw it at the cinema, I loved it. We were playing lightsaber fights for the next few months. I bought the videotape the day it came out. My friends all came around to watch it, like my house. Yeah, I think... It wasn't until... I feel like it was, even as late as two, I was old enough and cognizant enough to start realizing these were bad. <laughs> by the time I, I remember by the time I watched episode three, I knew the other two were not good. <laughs> but I don't really remember it before that. I don't remember how long we came out of the theater trying to convince ourselves this one's okay, but it wasn't that long. Right. No, it was, it was a good musical day though. Before um, the movie, I had bought the CD of Spiritualized Lady and Gentleman, Now We Are Floating in Space, which is a fantastic album. And after a movie, we went back to my buddy's place, and his roommate uh, introduced me to the German band Can, which is fantastic. We've talked about Can before. Yeah. Probably they're great, but well, yeah, maybe not on this, but me and you have. Okay, yeah, but yeah, yeah, we saw a Phantom Menace, and then then I heard some Can, and yeah, so musically it was a good day. But yeah, for Star Wars, it was it didn't work out so well. Yeah, I remember being like, being in the queue, which like went round the corner, <laughs> like. And I was in my Darth Maul T-shirt, even though I hadn't even seen the film yet. But the merchandise was everywhere. I had like my. Little Jar Jar Binks toy with the tongue that you flick out to grab things. <laughs> Came with free with my packet of salt and vinegar Walker's crisps. You still have that? God, no. Oh, too bad. <laughs> I, I, it was like spaced. I burned all my Star Wars merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> and, but yeah, Darth Maul especially. All over the marketing and like the double-ended lightsaber. So cool. And he got the spikes on his head, that's so cool! <laughs> he does look cool. He's got a tattoo, that's so cool! He does look cool. He does look cool. He just he doesn't really do anything. Oh, there are quite a few, and this one especially, very cool designs. So like, before the film came out, when you were just getting the action figures, I was like, oh my god, this film's gonna be so good! Look at these bad guys, look at these spaceships! Yeah, I mean, we get Coruscant for basically the first time, it looks cool. It's very cool. Um, nothing's wrong with Naboo other than the Gundans, is it? What Gungans, is it? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm thinking, like, the battle droids look sick. Yeah, the those are The destroyer cool. droids especially. All the spaceships were pretty cool. Yeah. Design-wise, we're looking good here. Nice sleek <laughs> ships you don't get in the original trilogy to show the glamour of the Empire, not the Empire, the, the Re uh, Republic in full yep. blossom. Sorry, I'm, I'm crossing my, my, my Asimov wires again where it's uh, the Empire and then later something else. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Coruscant's cool. Oh, that's cool. Oh, we should probably bring up, since we, we live in Japan, we record this, that they like the prequels better here. Or at least equally. Yeah. The answer I often get is they like the first six and not the new ones, which is pretty surprising. Yeah, okay, that's weird. Well, I've, I've, I've had that maybe once or twice. But yeah, definitely... It's just like all of Star Wars is good. Yeah. They don't differentiate. I've, I've often wondered, is it just because the dub is the same quality throughout? I think that's it. Yeah. That's a big part of it. Because obviously, I've heard the argument made a few times, and I can't necessarily say it's wrong, that the scripts of the original trilogy were no better than the prequels. It's just that those actors were good at making it sound good. Yeah, there's, there's got to be some truth. By the time of the prequels, and especially with this was like, 
These, these were the first films that were just filmed in front of a green screen, right? Uh, I don't know if it's the first, but, but it, the, it, it was, was a notable one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the actors didn't know how to do that yet. No. Like, today's act, like the Avengers guys, they've been doing that for years, right? They're trained to do it that mm. way. But these guys are used to having a set and <laughs> a real stage. They seem to roll into it okay. Yeah, but that, again, that's just because Liam Neeson is a very good actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of just like really weirdly blocked, stilted, standing in front of a stage sort of acting, which just doesn't quite right. feel right. But uh, again, Japan, when we rolled in to see Dark Fate a few weeks ago, we went to their little theater shop, and they had a bunch of like Phantom Menace, like vintage, like memorabilia stuff. Yeah, some trading cards and stuff. <laughs> so that was weird. And it yeah. looked like it was 20-year-old stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked legit. <laughs> well, it's even weirder if it's not, right? They've reprinted the Phantom Menace merch because it's so popular. Yeah, okay. That'd be mental. Hey, that stuff might yeah. be worth something somewhere. So, Nagano Grand Cinema, get yourself some Phantom Menace stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to tell us about the Phantom Menace then? Yep, all right then. Talk about this boring-ass plot. <laughs> Due to boring tax reasons, some frogs decide to invade a planet with their robots. A couple of Jedi are sent to negotiate peace, but it all goes to shit. They go down to the planet, meet a racist kangaroo thing, swim through the apparently hollow planet, find the queen, and decide to smuggle her to the galactic capital. They get a bit shot, so they have to land on desert planet Tatooine. Down on the planet, they meet a virgin-born magic messiah boy, gamble on his motorsports career, steal him from his mum, and fly off. More boring politics happen. The slow-moving senate won't solve their problems, so everyone goes back to the first planet, teams up with the kangaroos, and defeats the frogs. Darth Maul is also there. He's a bit of a non-entity, but he kills one of the Jedi. So the other one decides to train the little kid, even though everyone can already tell he's a cunt. approached you not too long ago and mentioned that uh, this film was not as bad as I remembered. I was? Oh. I was about to say, that's not what I remember you saying, but then I remember the second line. <laughs> <laughs> it's way worse. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I just watched the holiday special again. I'm not watching this again. <laughs> um, so the first thing I noticed on my rewatch, I, hadn't re I didn't remember how much Liam Neeson is the star of this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obi-Wan's, like, just kind of there. Well, like, the whole section on Tatooine, he's just left on the ship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so this character we'd never heard of was only in this film. They made him... What a weird choice. And, and Natalie Portman's mostly a doppelganger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because it's, um... Fake... Keira Knightley? Is that? Yeah, it's Keira Knightley. Okay. Because at the time, Keira Knightley was not famous. She was just chosen because she looks like Natalie Portman. Okay, that, that's... And she went on to have a career. See, that's a weird the thing. trouble in this film now, because you're like, well... I know her, but yeah. It, yeah. So it it does. I on this watching, I I was like, I 
No, this is, I know this is an alley, but she looks awfully familiar. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe that makes that little facet work better. You got to wonder how many of our political leaders are are being doppelgangers. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just you put on a rubber um, William Shatner mask, paint it orange, and melt it slightly to make a Donald Trump mask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, um, I heard a story recently about the Halloween, the Michael Myers mask. Oh, go on. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, um, I don't, I apologize, I don't specifically remember the guy's name, but uh, he was in charge of a company where they had been um, specifically tasked to make TOS masks right. without having the internet. So they're like, oh, there's that, so they made the Gorn. They didn't know what to call it. It was like reptile head. <laughs> and of course, they did Shatner, like, but it didn't really quite look like him and a few others, but... Um, when they were asked to cheaply make this thing for a slasher film, they were like, well, this one's the only one that we can reasonably modify for their purposes. Because <laughs> they wanted the blandest looking face possible. Right. And, you know, Gorn wasn't going to do that, so. Oh, so they, the company who had made the Shatner masks were asked were, to make the Halloween See, mask. I'd always heard the story that they just walked into a shop and bought a Captain Kirk mask. Basically, because no, they asked that company, but yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. company went and just grabbed right. the Shatner Right, see, now that's mask. more believable, right, yeah. than it. The story that just... And they modified... John Carpenter just walked into a comedy joke shop and bought one off the shelf. You know something that's not in this movie? Oh. Awesome masks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what else isn't in this movie? Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got Jar Jar. He's a comic relief. <sighs> Jar Jar! I want some relief. <laughs> it's like... We're going we're gonna to come to this conflict, I think, a lot in this podcast. I mean, this specific episode of the podcast where we want to do the Jar Jar voice and then we stop ourselves. Yeah, it's pretty racist, man. <laughs> like, every, like, we got the frog aliens. They're racist. Yep. <laughs> like, what's up with we this? We got them Anakin's, like, Jewish owner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Wadu. Wazu, Wadu. Wado. <laughs> yeah, Wado, yeah, holy Wado. crap. <laughs> yeah. And then Anakin um, is not racist, but it did destroy a young child's life. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jar Jar's life was pretty destroyed as well. At least, hey, his face wasn't pasted to the thing. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, he... Jake Woods. That's Jake Woods? Jake something. I don't think it's Woods. Jake. Old Jake. Man, I got another man. It's Jake. But, yeah, he sucks in this movie, and he shouldn't have been asked to do it in the first place. Well, they... Why did we need to see Darth Vader as a child? It's like, uh, have you heard the, the Pat Oswalt sketch? No. He talks about traveling back in time and meeting George Lucas in the early 90s. Okay. Know? Oh, man, I love Star Wars. So great. So, oh, really? Well, I'm making some new ones. He's like, oh, yeah, right? We're going to see, like, Darth Vader and all that. Oh, well, no, you're going to see him as a child. And he loses his mom. And he's sad. He's like, oh, oh. What about Boba Fett? Are we going to see him? Yeah, yeah, he's going to be there too, but he's a kid and he loses his dad and he's sad. And it turns into this thing where it's like, like the, the, the punchline of the whole thing is, uh, oh, it gets to, oh, you want some ice cream? You know, here's some rock sauce. <laughs> you like Angelina Jolie? Here's John Voight's ball sack. <laughs> so this movie is John Voight's ball sack, basically. Yeah. My main problem with this film isn't really anything to do with the film, well, other than Jar Jar. It just doesn't need to exist. And Jar Jar it needs exists, to exist? This film doesn't need to exist. And it existing weakens the other two. Because what we should have had is more time spent on Obi-Wan and Anakin's relationship, right? Right. Because that's the emotional crux of the trilogy. They they're split best out friends. Pretty, yeah, they split out qu pretty quickly in episode two, don't they? Yeah, they're barely together in episode two. They're barely together in episode three. We're just told that they're best friends. 
Clone Wars does it. That's why we like. That's that's why I say my order is Clone Wars Episode Three and move on from there. Yeah, but yeah. Um, so all of this stuff with Qui Gon and with Anakin as a kid. We'll get to Miraclorians later. <laughs> um, like, why? 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 <laughs> and then you get the weird thing where like Padme and Anakin meet here, and he's like a ten-year-old boy. And then he ages like ten years, but she doesn't. <laughs> really? That's like it's like you you fix that in a later movie because you didn't know when you made it, but they knew when they made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you just made this problem. I don't know. Well, why not just have a child actor for both? <laughs> <laughs> but then you want to have her be the queen, just so that Princess Leia's mom was a queen. So I think sense. it could be a little she's older. Princess because she's a. Well, again, why did we need child Anakin? We didn't. <laughs> why can't he be like Luke age? That would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's in the next movie, I guess, but why isn't he here? Yeah, why? Just why is this film? Yeah. It shouldn't exist. <laughs> Every time you ask why, I almost respond in a Jar Jar voice, and I stop myself again. <laughs> why isn't this film being made? There it comes, okay. <laughs> how, how long can you talk about The Phantom Menace before you break out the Jar Jar voices? I think we did pretty well getting this far. Like. <laughs> um, so, we do have... Here, again, with Jake, I don't... I don't want to slam the kid. He sucks, but so do the, the quote, good actors. Ewan McGregor does a decent Obi-Wan by episode three, but here he's just on screen. But here he's trying so hard to do an English accent, he forgets to do any acting. <laughs> what? He's Scottish. Okay, right. Yeah, what? Mm. What? I don't know. Okay. Let's drop it. Okay, Natalie Portman didn't need to do any accents. No, she's just... She just didn't know how to act with a green screen. Well, and also in all that makeup and in this really stiff role. Yeah. A couple of times we see her, like, on the on Tatooine and stuff, where she's in a real set and dressed like a human. She <laughs> kind of has some sweet moments, right? That's but true. whenever she's the queen and doing all of that shit, it's awful. She doesn't get better in the next two films, though. But she doesn't really get a character in these films. Yeah. Ewan McGregor gets better. He's fine by episode three. He's not out Guinness, but he's fine. Oh, he's the most watchable part of episode three. Like, <laughs> but that's because by that point you can tell that he knows he's in a shit film and he's having fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess... So how can I salvage my career? I know what. I'll just make my disdain for this film very clear on screen. Yeah, did the pressure just crush everyone? Maybe. Well, no, I, I've heard a lot of stories and I think it is mostly George. <laughs> well, I, I, he just he picked he picked actors based on like how they looked visually without any like thinking about their chemistry together or their on-screen performance. He directed it with an eye like the aspect and the, the effects and the spectacle first. Acting was pretty secondary. Well, from the script what I understand, his, his directing even in the original trilogy, the complaint was George never gives any acting direction. Right, and he definitely didn't here. <laughs> right, but I guess the difference is. In those films, in the original trilogy, George was just some dude, so people were quite happy to just act anyway. And they got to act in a place they could see with things they right. could see. So they, yeah, they, were just, they could just role-play a, a little bit, right? Imagine there's a Gungan in front of you. What's a Gungan? Oh, you'll see later. Well, the, the, <laughs> the famous story is um, Christopher Lee agreed to do episode two because he wanted to work with Natalie Portman. And he tells the story that he got to set, and he's like, where's Natalie? Where's Natalie? And George Lucas directs him to a ball on a stick and says she's there. <laughs> what happened to scheduling? <laughs> so, what, yeah. What we should do is start, we should, just one of us need to record the podcast and 
like will feed your voice into an AI and I'll talk to it and I'll feed my voice into an AI and you can talk to that. <laughs> <laughs> Darth Maul's actor's name is it Ray Park? Ray Park? Yeah, Ray, uh, Ray Park could physically, but not the voice. Okay. Anyway, um, he does he does good physical acting here. Yeah. Well, Darth um, Maul has nothing to do, but he's imposing every time he shows up. Yeah. Well, like the first, the final time when he shows up, and there's like the big, like team of heroes, and they're just like, oh, we'll go around. He hasn't done anything at this point to show that they can't just shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> they could have at least had them shoot him, and he does the Darth Vader hand thing, like in Empire, right? Oh, that'd be cool. But he just stands there, and then all these armed guys are just like, oh, I guess we'll go around. There's this one dude here. But he's a Sith. <laughs> yeah, but no one knows what the Sith kind fucking of. are, except the Jedi. He's just a guy with tats. And they're like, oh, we can't fight him with our, like, 20 guns. <laughs> hey, you get tats to intimidate sometimes if you yeah. get on your face. <laughs> But yeah, he, physically he's very good. Uh, because, well, he's a martial artist first and foremost, I think. He's a stunt guy. Oh, he's a stunt guy, yeah. In fact, I believe the story I've heard is that he was hired to like create the lightsaber choreography. Um, it wasn't originally supposed to be the actor, right? But right. he created such a complex system of fighting with a double-ended lightsaber that they were just like, fuck it, we can't have you teach this to someone else, just do it. He looks good. Um, yeah. he, and then he, he was Toad in X-Men, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah, okay. And he's done something else of great, of actual note, I think. He was Snake Eyes in the live-action G.I. Joe movies. Oh, God, is that what I was thinking of actual note? <laughs> I think he has done something else, but I can't remember what. No, he's good. He just... Yeah, but I, he's a kung fu guy, right? He's not a Right, he, he is a below-the-line... Now he's above the line, right? But he, he came up as a below-the-line person, meaning they don't have, like, the creative control, right? Right, right, right. Um, and he kind of stumbled above the line, I guess. Yeah. So, good for him. Yeah. Even if it took Phantom Mass to do that. <laughs> Um, the voice of Darth Maul is Peter Serafinowicz, a uh, UK comedian. Uh -huh. He's, you know, hot, uh, not Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead. Oh, okay. He's the upstairs roommate. Oh, okay. Does Darth Maul talk? He has like two lines. Okay. I don't remember him talking. I watched it three nights ago. Something, something, something the Jedi at last uh, we will have yeah, our revenge. Yeah. You know what? They should have just never had him talk. Yeah, well, it feels that like else. that's the case, right? It does feel like this case. Just do it. Um, so, I'm, I'm obviously, I'm already pooping over this film. I don't know when we're supposed to talk about what we actually think, but we already are. And everyone thinks something of this film, probably. Um, it does have, I'm going to go ahead and say this is the best lightsaber battle. Okay, pause. I want to show you a YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we just saw the Totally Phantom Menace, which I guess we're going to link here. Oh, definitely make sure you If you're too link. lazy yeah, yeah. to type that into YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, and, and oh, your link for Darth Cooking goes with this? Oh, I guess, yeah, whatever. We yeah, haven't it, watched it yet. I, I just called it out, your, your Darth Cooking here. There's no Darth Vader, but what, well, there is a Darth Vader, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> so, here's my, here's my response. Um, the thing shows how they're basically choreographed and just not even trying to hit each other. I think a good fight scene is like Fred Astaire, right? It's dancing. Right, but this is this is literally dancing. Because this isn't the dance of combat. This is like completely unnecessary flips and twirls and dancing. It's fantastic dancing, though. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I enjoyed it, and I really liked it as a kid. Yeah. As a kid, I would have agreed with you. This is mm -hmm. the best lightsaber fight. <laughs> I would put Empire or Jedi's Luke and Vader fights above this. I might even put Rey and Kylo above this because 
They felt like fights. There were moments where they're just battering each other. You'd think that if you and want... it's, it's kinetic and... And also, I don't give a fucking shit about any of these characters <laughs> in this fight, right? Yeah, a good fight, you care. You care who wins. This is just like... Oh, that's pretty. <laughs> Here I am, half-heartedly defending the Phantom Menace, weirdly enough. <laughs> so, um, if you want a real good, brutal fight, uh, we'll talk about this one in a few months. Uh, they live. Hmm. Ten minutes of pummeling at the end, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not... It's, it's well choreographed, but it's violently choreographed. It's not, like, a pleasure to watch, I right. think. We'll get back to it. Um, also, the thing that... Like, you know, the Fred Astaire moves are cool. Like, I think that's... Honestly, my first thought's Fred Astaire, watching this lightsaber battle. Um, I like the, the, uh, the weird, the pointless, uh, gates. <laughs> I, that's, that actually scene is one of my favorites. That's why I like this like, battle they've so got much. A, they've got, like, that pause and they have to stare each other down. Yeah! And, like, like the, and the way they all react differently. Yes. Like, Qui-Gon, like, centers himself, kneels, meditates. Darth Maul's just there, like, getting aggressive. <laughs> Everyone's, like, hopping on the spot because he's raring to go. That's why I like this one so much, those weird pauses. I mean, the dancing's cool, but yes, it's, it's definitely dancing. Uh, you know, they put the waltz in that video, of course. Um, that's fine, but I, that, the... You know, this film hasn't really worked out so much drama up to this point. Yeah. So, that... There is a reason why this could be argued the best lightsaber fight, and it's the music. It's the duel of the fates, right? It's oh, nothing oh, oh. to do with what's on screen. But I have to have a word about that, don't I? <laughs> so, what does that rip off? I, I play in an orchestra, and right now we are practicing uh, Dvorak's New World Symphony. The third movement. There's no singing, but it's like, it's the same theme. Yeah. Right, but it is, it's still very good fight music, right? Yeah, I don't get it on my cello, though. They could have put Dvorak in, it would have been fine, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the chorus is cool. The chorus is not in Dvorak. Um, yeah, that adds a little to it. That's nice. Cha-cha! Cha-cha! I do remember uh, people... <laughs> is that what they're singing? No, that's what I always used to think they were singing when I was a kid. <laughs> Just the names. Do you know what they are singing? Gibberish, I believe. Oh, okay. They gotta be singing something. Yeah, but a lot of these films which have choirs these days, it is just gibberish. <laughs> which is why it was so funny in Deadpool 2. Well, that, yeah, that would work. I, no, I, have I you seen... I haven't. Have uh, do you care if I spoil a gag? Go ahead. Uh, at the end when they're... Let's give you a spoiler They're fighting Juggernaut. Mm -hmm. And it's got like a choir like you get in films. But as you're watching, you realise they're singing like... Holy shit balls. <laughs> you can't stop him. He's the fucking juggernaut. <laughs> shit like that. That's good. Yeah. That, that's what... <laughs> that's one of the only... Um, the uh, last night... Transformers, last yeah. night. Yeah. That's like the only thing I liked about the movie when there's like the... the or, you know, the big... Doom organ turns out like the oh robot the robot robot robot's playing, playing. Yeah. <laughs> and then like a couple of couple of sentences later you hear choir and he's singing, he's singing that as well <laughs> yeah yeah that was the only thing I liked about that movie I legitimately love that film <laughs> yeah, I know you do it's fine I do like the four Transformers leading up to that one okay but huh. I, the See, last that's, that's the one where it gets really insane <laughs> they have a spaceship that plugs into Stonehenge <laughs> we'll do it sometime but Doctor Who did it a few years earlier <laughs> yeah but not as ridiculously <laughs> true but better maybe. <laughs> Fuck, they left uh, poor, what, Rory, like, to be a centurion yeah, for 2,000 years? See, that was the first, um, what's the writer called? The sorry second writer, Stephen Moffat. That was the first Stephen and that was when I was like, oh, this guy's good. He's only ever going to do good things. <laughs> <laughs> and then the rest happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, 
I, I will say, for the prequels, the one person who does rip off uh, composers, if you know classical well enough, but John Williams it does up his game in the prequels. Yeah. He's the only one upping his game in the... Lucas ain't. <laughs> <laughs> ILM ain't. <laughs> they kind of are. They, like, are they invented the techniques which all films now use. They just didn't quite perfect them right but away. But we don't want them to use those techniques half of the time. Yeah, well, the problem is they... They were putting forth the case, which most of Hollywood seems to have accepted, that you can just use CG and nothing else. And the films which look good now were the ones which have, like, turned away from that. Like, like no, newer you, Star Wars? The newer Star Wars is. <laughs> they still have some CGI crimes, but yes, in general yeah, but they for the mo- It's like, oh, you CGI when you absolutely can't use practical effects, but don't just use CGI. Yeah, I think you you mentioned uh, you have the practical effect and just you augment it with CGI. That yeah, looks yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 Well, the best the best effects are when you can't tell how they did it. Right. It's like is that a puppet? Is that a bit is it CGI? I don't know. So you can't tell they did anything in here. It's all green screen. <laughs> I think it's all although in land. this one is better than the next two for that. Yes. There are there are a few sets. So like, all the Tatooine stuff feels yeah, like yeah. sets. Um, it does get worse. They're, like, they're filming in like some genuine woods and stuff for Naboo and like just grease. Yeah, yeah, and then and then, um, but I, I know uh, it's when they first meet Jar Jar and they're going into the water. Yeah, and they're like their entry into the water is clearly CGI. I'm like, what the fuck? Why would you do that? Is it? Yeah, I I, I made a note of that. Speaking of which, I didn't even pull out my notes. I should probably do that. Maybe <laughs> maybe I'm remembering when they come out of the water because I remember a shot of them just wading into some water and it looking okay. <laughs> no, it didn't. I, I was paying attention. It didn't look oh, okay. okay to me. Uh, <laughs> Here the, here's the passing of the notes. Thanks. Yeah. yeah John Williams, uh, bumpers seem all right. John Williams blast and logo. This must be Star Wars. Taxation and trade routes. Um, did you see the Simpsons episode where Homer takes the kids to see a new Star Wars? No, but I can imagine it. <laughs> it's, it's all like, yeah, it starts with like an even more ponderous version of the opening crawl. And then it's just all in the Senate chamber of like, you know, like rebuts and motions. and. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Oh, so... I hate Jar Jar. I do love Boss Nass. Oh, he, the leader, he uh, does Brian Futurama Nixon. Yeah, he does Futurama Nixon. Oh, okay. Yeah. He does that stuff. You are thinking you are better than the Naboos? I like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love he's, a good jowl shake. He's still <laughs> offensive. <laughs> well, who's he offensive to? Fat people? He's offensive to people. <laughs> <laughs> Just the fact that he exists is offensive, but he's still more like one Jar Jar. <laughs> yeah, he's he's great. What other alien? Okay, we get the fro- we talked the frog the, the the Chinese frog aliens. <laughs> I always read it as Japanese, but I don't know why. Oh, China's uh, okay. I, just, I, I guess because of the Bullockady sort of stuff they were doing felt a bit World War Two and. Anyway, whatever they're doing seems more yeah. pretty offensive. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's that one dude. Oh, 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 one guy. I think he was supposed to be a character because they made a figure and they, uh, the, um... Oh, Captain Tanaka? Yeah. <laughs> was he supposed to be a thing? Yeah, he's, he's, all, he's throughout the trilogy. He's just kind of there. Oh. But that doesn't do anything. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. <laughs> he's just there so that Queen Amidala has a dude who's there. <laughs> <laughs> That's her own age or older. <laughs> Yep. And then he's there in the second one as, like, you're meant to be like, oh, it's that guy. And then he has, like, some little conversation. Everyone's like, no one cares about this guy. Why is he here? Oh, Anakin's mom. Are you, oh, like... the worst actress ever. No, no, she's, she apparently... No, no, it's, it's very... Jack of the Clones where she's bad. 
She's a very apparently she's a very respected Scandinavian actress. Oh, but she has to act in English now. Did that explain <laughs> why all of her deliveries are so weird? No, she's supposed to be. A, I, I I wish I should have gotten her name. I didn't get. Sorry. Um, she's supposed to actually be a very good actress, but like everyone in this movie, they just got fucked. But yeah, she her death scene in Attack of the Clones is infamously awful. Yeah. In this film, I guess she doesn't do anything bad. She's just also pretty. A boring role. I think I might remember Attack of the Clones less than this one, to be honest. Yeah. There's also, like, the weird, like, romance sub... Like, it's kind of hints there's something going on with her and Qui-Gon, but then there isn't. Yeah. And then... Maybe Qui-Gon just does that everywhere he goes. Yeah, it's just the raw sexual energy of Liam Neeson, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, like, the scenes where she's just, like, sadly letting go of Anakin and stuff are done pretty well. Mm. She's just let down by the fact that she has to, with a straight face, look at the camera and say she had a virgin birth. <laughs> <laughs> and then respond to, Whoopee, I'm gonna go play! There's, like, three yippies in this film. <laughs> and all of them are just, like... Why don't they... I don't... I don't quite know why they don't work, but they absolutely don't work. Because no one has ever actually said yippee out loud. Okay, maybe that's why. <laughs> because, like, that's, George Lucas has never met a child. <laughs> Should it just be, woo! What if he would, woo! Would that be okay? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> well, you need a little order of an Anakin for that, which is what woo! we should have had. Well, yeah. Oh, he, you need to see him from the beginning. He needs from a child. I'm not surprised we didn't get to see the conception. <laughs> <laughs> The opening, you know how it, it always, you have the opening music and then it scrolls down and it's a planet, right? Yeah. Scrolls down and it's like an egg in the fallopian tube. <laughs> and on the soundtrack there's the chorus singing, Divine Inception, Divine. And then just like, yeah, he just, whoop, the fetus just appears. And as, then the camera just pulls as, out of the as vagina. As young Jake. <laughs> in the womb. No, as Darth. <laughs> Holy crap, we could write, like, 87 better movies than this. Okay, let's get into some of the other things which were just bad moves about the prequels, right? Why is the Empire only as old as Luke Skywalker? It's a Republic mutated and perverted. Right, but they didn't need to... They could have made... The Empire in the original trilogy feels like it's been around for a long time, At right? At least 30 years. But more... Like, <laughs> it feels like... Because they treat it like it's just this unstoppable, incredible thing, right? But, like, the, the Jedi could have just been operating while the Empire had already taken over, and it's just getting rid of them. What but if, he felt like he had to show us the start of the Empire as well. Well, what we get to with the newer films, what, what if the, the Jedi were the fascist regime, regime basically, and, uh, you know, the Empire never really oppresses anyone, except for the holiday special. Yeah, I guess. Well, yeah, I guess, like... So the Empire was right? The Senate was just... Always pretty corrupt and bad. Yeah, the sentence sucks here too. It's not like they're awesome. Yeah, I guess. I'm not sure I was going with that one, but yeah. it, it just felt weird to me that Return of the Jedi and oh, Revenge of the Sith ends. The Empire has just been formed, and Luke's been born. Yeah. And like that's how old the Empire is. That just, <laughs> just doesn't quite ring true for me. I, I know I keep screaming about Asimov in our podcast, but uh, Foundation has so much to do with Star Wars. So yeah. you have the Empire, which lasts for. 10,000 years or more, mm. which, it, and, and when it starts to fall apart and people don't even notice at first, right? Right. Uh, that's when the, the, the heroes of the story or the, the protagonists go and start this foundation to continue knowledge, right? Um, when the Empire actually starts to fall apart for realsies, um, there is a somewhat five year, th I don't remember how long, but it's a, not that long, where the mule comes into power who has like psychic 
powers, right? Right. Um, that's basically the Star Wars Empire, the mule being your Palpatine. Okay. So it, so I, they, pl- they play it interestingly there, and if you've read those books, um, I guess that's, kind, that's probably kind of the plot of the Empire here. It's this horrible flash in the pan. Right. Oh, that might work better with the First Order and the new movies come right down to it. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I guess I would have felt satisfied if the Senate that we see here had already been called the Empire. Yeah, no, and no. it's just that he takes too much power. Yeah, but they're going because, to... because I just I feel like the the Galactic Empire as a villain mm. should have been around for you know ten thousand generations. It's <laughs> unstoppable. It's like it's thirty years old. Yeah, <laughs> and they're trying to go Roman, right? Because uh, you got the Roman Republic for well, three three right, centuries but how or long so. The Roman Empire lasted more than thirty years. Right. <laughs> no, the Roman Empire is the old one, right? The old Republic. Right. And then the Roman Empire kicks in. It lasts one or three years, of course, but, uh, yeah. you know, that was by force, and that's oh, the Empire coming in. It's very Republic clear that he's, he's basing it on Rome. Right, right, right. Especially when you get to the sequels, yeah. Does that make Octavian Darth Vader? I don't know. Who's, is Mark Antony? No, Mark Antony would be Darth Vader, and Octavian would be the Emperor? Maybe. Who's Cleopatra? Jar Jar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can kiss your franchise goodbye. Yeah, this was the original Too Big to Fail. <laughs> <laughs> did, he, I get, did Disney bailed it out, I guess? I don't know. Well, but like, he still got to make two and three. Yeah. As he wanted. Like, no one told him no. This, well, I think this film still made bank, right? It, it made, oh, it made a ton of money. Yeah. I think it might have been the top grocer of Infinity when it came out, but... uh Here's the thing, this is technically, the prequels are still technically independent films. They're distributed by the large right. studios, but yeah. they are still Lucasfilm, which is an independent studio. Right, because he was kept, his obsession was control, right? Yeah. Creative control. Because I think even with Avatar, that's still a lot of studio hands, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas technically, the studio, they just distribute it. That's all that Fox mm. did. That's but yeah, the, the story of George Lucas's career is he wants total control. He fights for it. And he finally gets it, and it ends up being his undoing. Is that why he made THX 1138? Did I get that right? Uh, well, that was early. No, because that was taken out of his hands and edited, and he hated it. Oh, because that's a controlled society, at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So then but he, he did made... go back and digitally ham-fist it. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> which I believe is the version I've seen, to be honest with you. <laughs> but then, yeah, he... Star Wars, he made it into his contracts that... So by the time he made the sequels... He was funding them and he could do what he wanted. Right. But at that point, he was at least smart enough to get someone else to direct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but somehow we forgot even that much by the prequels. Why did you... What? I, I, I understand... It didn't work, but I understand why he directed this. That made sense. Yeah. Why did he direct episodes two and three? <laughs> because I think at this point, no one was telling him it was bad. Mm. Like, he... So people just, like, wouldn't show the He was so surrounded reviews. by yes-men, right? At this point. <laughs> Well, also, all of the Star Wars films got bad reviews on release. Okay. You see, um, there are pictures from the set of Phantom Menace where the, the crew wear T-shirts with bad reviews of A New Hope on the back. <laughs> because George's thing was like, oh, fuck the critics, they don't know, right? I know, and the oh, fans you, love me. You think you're making a bad movie, do you? No, no, <laughs> it should work out okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but, um, 
there was a podcast. Oh, we were talking earlier about how you can't, there's too many Star Wars podcasts, but I listened to two this year, which were new. Um, there was one of the making of Star Wars, uh, which was very American and very overproduced. <laughs> but what well, it, it did tell an interesting story. And yeah, George Lucas's whole thing was he, want, he demands creative control. And he got it, and it, he shouldn't have. <laughs> he should have demanded collaboration a bit more, because that yeah. worked in the past. <laughs> yeah. He had a vision. But maybe by the time of the prequel trilogy, he'd lost that vision, I think. I wonder when he... So he, he claims he had the whole thing down from the beginning, which clearly he didn't. Um, <laughs> no. Well, because of it... I wonder when the story actually came... I mean, I imagine he did have strokes of this in the beginning, but yeah. maybe not even the whole Skywalker thing, because that... Probably didn't. I don't think that was there in the first movie. Are they? No. You know, they I feel like out. it was when he brought out the re-release of four, which called it four. Uh. It came, between Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back, he re-released it as Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Ah, and that's where it came. I out. think at that point he had pretty much the skeleton of the six in his head. Right. Uh, I guess he'd sketched out the few past that, although. Yeah, apparently, yeah, he apparently had treatments of seven, eight, nine, and as I understand it, did he didn't even read them. Yeah, they were tossed out the window with the rest of the expanded universe. Which... Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, it didn't bug me so much. I'm interested to know what they were, yeah. but I'm glad they didn't treat them like holy artifacts or whatever. <laughs> right, right, but you know, uh, okay, well, the new one's working out fine, so whatever. Yeah. Uh, this one didn't work out so well. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, but again, you know, a gen- for a generation of kids, it was fine. It was fun. <laughs> like, yeah. So, so there's a reason it didn't flop. Like people didn't enjoy it, and even not just kids, people who aren't super into these kind of films, and who d- don't care that they went along and they saw some action and they saw some effects which were good for their time. And no, I remember. The I remember opening night just being there, like. This doesn't seem too interesting. We're like twenty minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? Where's Darth Vader? Because <laughs> his helmet's in the shadow on the poster, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. we didn't really expect to see him, but still. <laughs> you get to hear him breathe at the end of the credits, so you oh, got that. Right. Yay! <laughs> oh, you like Darth Vader, do you? <laughs> but, you know, it, it, getting back to that little stand-up sketches, it's like, I don't, I want the things I like. I don't need to know where they came from. Right. Well, again, and that's getting into what we'll be t- we talked about earlier, but the listener will be hearing next week. <laughs> the Last Jedi understood that that shit's not what's important. It's the character and what's in front of you at the time, right? Exactly. So, and there's nothing much. If only going Kylo on Ren had been around to tell George, kill the past. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the story starts with Anakin and Obi Wan are best friends and they're fighting a war. Yeah. Um, give us two movies of that, right? And then we'd have cared by Episode Three. Yeah. Let's let's also note that. The Clone Wars is the only thing anyone wanted to see from the prequels. Yeah. Which episode two ends with it just starting, and episode three ends with it just ending. Yeah. And that's why I want to go to the show instead. <laughs> right. Where we get to see the Clone Wars. We Yay. do get to see some in three, and it looks insane. It's so good. What's well, just that opening just... battle? That's the end of the Clone Wars. Pretty much. No, yeah. uh, the whole film is about the Clone Wars wrapping up. Yeah, that's true. So it's, it's we, a get, we get a few battles, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't really get to see it in full swing. You get the kill Jedi order, that's cool. But no, that's for video games and cartoons. and. Oh, that's what this movie did. Is There's so many good video games here. All the characters are NPCs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are, are any characters here not NPCs? 
Just non-playable Qui-Gon, characters if you're old like me and don't quite know what we're getting at. Um, Qui-Gon, his whole thing seems to be that he just does his own thing and breaks the rules. That's an NPC still. Is it? Yeah. Well, they, they do, that of moves course the story forward. Well, these aren't real people. <laughs> they are literally NPCs. Also, it's a film, you can't play as any of them. Yeah, yeah. So I don't quite know what you're getting at. I guess you can be Anakin because they had that, that hip uh, pod racing, that triple flipper arcade pod racing game. Yes. Yeah, of course, F-Zero and Wipeout both do it better. They do. On consoles, but when you're sat in the machine and you've got the two... That was hip. The tank. Yeah, yeah that's sick. Yeah, that's where it is. Because, I, I, yeah, I, I remember loving that. And then, it, what system was it on? N64 and Dreamcast. I play on so Dreamcast. Dreamcast, right? Yeah. Although the N64, you could plug in two controllers, ah. and then you had the two sticks, and you could kind of do the arcade driving. Oh, yeah, that's cool. But no, it's still not. That Playing it in the arcade feels amazing. Now, I heard uh, Samuel Jackson agreed to do this for a purple lightsaber? Pretty much. Well, he wanted to be in Star Wars. Right. Well, most of these actors, right, mm. they just agreed to be in these films not even looking at a script. <laughs> it was like, Star Wars, of course you want to be in Star Wars, right? <laughs> But, um, but yeah, Samuel Jackson, like, I think his one rider with my lightsaber has to be purple. He doesn't get a lightsaber. He doesn't even get a lightsaber in this yeah, film. Yeah, as well, so he's just sitting he there. He plays like the most boring character ever in this film. He doesn't do much of anything, he's just grumpy for a the few seconds. The only one you really get to see him do anything cool is two, where he gets to fight a bit. Yeah. And then in he gets episode three, he gets defeated by a little old age pensioner. He's <laughs> 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 talking about good and bad lightsaber fights. Yeah, I, I think that one could be qualified the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Because, um, Qui-Gon goes in with, not Qui-Gon, Mace Windu goes in with like three other Jedi, and they killed him like a second. <laughs> they just stand there and let Palpatine chop them up. Well, Nick Fury's his consolation prize, I guess. Well, I feel like Samuel Jackson must have already been like 40 or 50 when this came out. Because he's one of those guys who's like way older than you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always, yeah, because he didn't, re- I don't remember seeing him in any young stuff. Oh! Another old dude, you know, Morgan Freeman. Um, you actually can find young clips of Morgan Freeman, like on the Electric Company or Sesame Street or something. Oh, That's nice. pretty trippy. <laughs> yeah, he's someone I only picture pretty old. <laughs> you Although could, he's persona non grata now, I think so. Uh, Samuel Jackson, he, I think he had something. I think he was actually like in the Black Panthers or something. That's cool. Yeah, that's him. Nice. <laughs> I don't think Morgan Freeman was. He was. He was making PBS educational shows, which I guess that's cool too, but but very, yeah, so, very different tracks in life. <laughs> so going back to pod racing. Yeah. <laughs> it produced a good video game. Is also probably the one legitimately good scene of this film. Why does it feel so much like the uh, weird animal racing scene in uh, Last Jedi? Um, I guess just because it's a big CGI race, right? I guess that's it, yeah. But, oh, here's my note. I was Maybe because like, they were watching it from very high up. Yeah, if this movie were a game, it'd be Vaporware. It'd be that Duke Nukem game forever that took 15 years to show up and everyone hated yeah, it when it finally did. Yeah, it literally did. is, yeah. <laughs> well, well, this took 15 years well, to show up but and it, hated it. was, he was waiting till the technology was ready. <laughs> he wasn't making it that whole time. Should have waited longer. <laughs> yeah. Should have waited until the technology existed to write scripts. <laughs> <laughs> Continuing with the sounds of nature, we have some, some real rain now. Yeah, we're, we're going to upload this one as lo-fi beats to study too, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> to study the Phantom Menace too. <laughs> um, 
Sorry, one more thought on the video games. Uh, just watching the, them breaking into the castle. Like, man, I had a great time with Xbox, Lego, Star Wars breaking that castle. And this movie, not such a great time, but... Yeah, for me, that was actually a GameCube and Wii game. But yeah, me and my brother played through all the Lego Star Wars together. The Phantom Menace was a nice game, Lego style. Uh, I think when they brought it out, it was the whole trilogy, right? Yeah, they did the prequels first, and well, they yeah, it. because they did the prequels like to mock them. <laughs> <laughs> I get, is that why I liked it? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because it doesn't treat those films as good. It, no, no. Like every cutscene is a joke, right? It's taking the piss. I remember not enjoying the Lego original trilogy game so much as the prequel ones. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed both. Yeah, they but yeah, there's nice. uh, there's something more fun because it could just take a tone of parody, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But now I play my games on an iPad, and somehow Lego games don't work well without a controller. Yeah, well, they normally just you walk around and bash things, right? So. Yeah, you get a bash on your controller. I guess that's the thing. Um, so, uh, we talked about Anakin, Jake, and you said he's in another movie, and, and you haven't told me yet because you need to tell me now. Okay, it's um, Jingle All the Way, the Arnold Schwarzenegger Christmas movie. <laughs> he's the son that he's trying to get the Turbo Man doll for. <laughs> ah, righty. I thought you were going to tell me, like, some horrible, like, porno made 10 years later. Nope, nope, nope. 15, let's go 15 years. Okay. No, because he's spent most of that time in, like, juvenile hall and mental institutes, I believe. He has face tattoos now, right? Ah, uh, you could be right, yeah. He, I, didn't, he didn't have a good life. No. Because, well, he got bullied a lot movie. for this, I would imagine. Who got it worse, him or the Star Wars kid? The, the oh, this guy, right? You have to already be a bit of an internet nerd to even know the Star Wars kid. Yeah, okay. I bet he only got bullied by other dweebs. Yeah. So, uh, this movie just commits a crime by um, screwing up a child's life. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, how is he in Jingle all the way? F fine as I recall, but, you know. He's got he's, sets and other actors. Yeah, and he's just playing a normal child doing normal child things. So he's he not goes, like a super-powered messiah who's going to turn out to be a dark lord or anything. With midichlorians? Yeah. Is now the time for midichlorians? It's never the time for midichlorians. Why? Because, right... I agree, I'm just asking I why. like the Force as just a vague, mystical idea. And this is Dweeps trying to sci-fi it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the Jedi are fascists. Uh, they probably made up midichlorians. Oh, this kid's got a lot of them. <laughs> midichlorians is just like the Star Wars universe's version of, like, phrenology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the size of his skull. He must be a sharp one. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. It just... it. I enjoyed that the Force is a mystery. It's just an idea. It's just the energy that binds living things. That's enough. It doesn't need to be anything else than that. And that's for everybody. But yeah. here it's only for those few with the midichlorians. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, well, yeah. You don't... You never get the impression that the Force is like everyone's religion in this trilogy. It is a Jedi thing. And, like, Anakin doesn't know what a midichlorian is. None doesn't know what a midichlorian is. <laughs> the Jedi keep all that shit to themselves. Right. It's just, oh, if, if we could make you a super-powered fucking space cop, we will. <laughs> So, I guess what I'm getting at here is how many Force Adepts are we actually seeing in the proper episodic movies? I mean, Han Solo is using Force most of the time. He, no one's that lucky. Yeah, I, I, definitely. <laughs> the Force is on his side. Yeah. He, might not, he doesn't necessarily control it, but... Right. Um, well, you could, the argument could be made that for like most of the heroes of the films, right? Because yeah. they all seem to have unreasonably good luck. Right. 
Is that the that to me that's the force? I, I heard once. I think it was actually George Lucas saying it that the the force is John Williams' music. That's the representation of the force in the movies. I kind of like that. That's yeah. cute. <laughs> like that's that's why it's in. Like I made a note in this. I think I made a note in last year. Why is there music in every second of this movie? Right. But that's the force. That's the character of the force. And when you think about it that way, it's kind of groovy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know. Every movie has a soundtrack, so... But they don't play through the entire thing like Star Wars movies. I mean, there well, are... Well, yeah, it's to the point that it is notable that Last Jedi has a silent shot. Yeah. <laughs> That's, um, they put signs up in the theaters advising people that wasn't a technical error. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, really. Yeah, you never don't have music in Star Wars. Right, I mean... If you buy the soundtrack CDs, it's as long as the film. <laughs> right. I mean... With some stark space shots would be nice. You don't have to go full Kubrick, but, uh... I mean, hell, Kubrick knows how to use music with the space shots, too. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... Anyway, uh, the, the arguing point would be that actually is the Force, and thus it is permeating the entire movie. Yeah, I like that. Well, yeah, the Force is supposed to be permeating everything. Mm. It's the Force. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I don't... The midichlorians don't actually take away the Force being that. Because it's explained the Force is still that. They're just... A person with a lot of midichlorians can hear the Force, can commune with it. But they're just, it just feels unnecessary. I guess it's like getting your Thetan level tested. Yeah, and, yeah well, yeah. And also, yeah, the fact that he can just, like, sit and test his blood to do that shit. I liked it more, and it's just like, oh, I can feel the Force no, is strong No, he, he was vaccinating Anakin because he's on a dirty planet. That no, was just an excuse. Vaccinate him, and that's why he's the way he is later on. Because he shouldn't get vaccinated. <laughs> no, I, I, sorry, I, I was trying to say it's because Tatooine's a dirty planet. Also, you should vaccinate your children, people. Like. <laughs> Especially if they live on Tatooine. Yeah. <laughs> I think I told you before that I've got a box of sat Tatooine sand. Um, <laughs> next girlfriend of mine visited Tunisia. Oh, okay, I was going to say, it's got, at least it's from Tunisia, right? Okay. Yeah, 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 and it's from... <laughs> The area in Tunisia called Tatooine, which is why the planet's called that. Well, then it's sand from Tatooine. Yeah, it's sand cool. from Tatooine. She got me a little chest okay, of sand. It's, it's legit then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How big is it? Oh, you know, like um, a six pack of eggs. Okay, that, that's a that's a notable box of sand. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> God, it's like a queen. Burn it down, down. She ain't no human being. I don't remember any more lyrics. Sex Pistols. Yeah. Well. So, one of my big problems with the prequel trilogy is no one in these films is just a normal guy on the street. It's royalty and the Senate and, like, top-ranking Jedi. Yeah. Like, and so to the point that one of the main characters in this film is the queen of a planet. <laughs> <laughs> and we're supposed to treat her like the underdog and the hero. Isn't Jar Jar just your man on the street? Your Gundam on the street? I guess. But he's Jar Jar fucking Binks, so like, <laughs> if he's your argument for that this film has good characters... Wadu, Wazoo, what's his name again? Yeah, but he's treated like a villain, right? Watto. Watto, He's just a businessman, but he's treated like a straight-up villain. I mean, right. really, he keeps slaves, so, you know, fuck him. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, you know, George Washington kept slaves, so... <laughs> Hell, he could have been a villain, I didn't know him. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, we're looking at, this is like, this is how the elite live in the galactic universe. Right, but... This trilogy never does anything with that, right? I mean, it, it, it's not until The Last Jedi that you get any commentary on 
the elite living like this is a problem, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what do most people live like on uh, Naboo, you know? Maybe we're just seeing... Oh, yeah, maybe most of Naboo is more like Tatooine. <laughs> we've seen, like, the Queen's Palace in the capital, and that's, like, it, right? Well, we see the Gungan Sea. And we see city. the Gungan Sea, but that's different. Yeah. It's wet. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're, like, they're using, like, pa- they're using, like, animals to carry their full fuel generators and stuff, so they're hardly super high-tech. <laughs> And yeah, they have those false fields that no one else seems to have. So, so Gundans are the everyman. The Gundans are who we should um, identify with in this film. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants to be a Gungan. Not those fascist Jedi or those elitist queens. Uh, don't get me started on the queen. <laughs> do you think? Do you think this queen has slaves? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah. Is I mean, her doppelganger a she's, slave? She's shown having like a harem of servants. So, <laughs> like. I'm assuming they don't get paid well or treated well. <laughs> well, we we don't know. Well, oh, I'll tell you what, she does have slaves and so does everyone in Star Wars. Because what I haven't even talked about yet in this whole Star Wars month is droids. Yes. <laughs> Clearly sentient droids who are treated as slaves by are everyone. Are we sure they're sentient? R2 is, right? 3PO is. Are they? He, has, he does so much stuff that no one told him to do for his own reasons. He, he emotionally like, manipulates people. Oh, we could be my functioning. Yeah, but we're not droids. Aren't we? Just flesh droids. <laughs> <laughs> we're all Cylons. We're just machines. I'm a Cylon, man. I'm no droid. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and we're sending the droid armies out now? Yep. It's, it's, and, and, well, and even they're shown occasionally to, like, show fear and stuff when they're going to die. True, and they're going to die really. That's the thing. They, they're so easy to beat because they have programmed emotions, right? Right, right, the, right. The droid army never does anything unexpected. Yeah, well, also, I think the reason they have a droid army is because it would be a bit weird if this film was just... These films were full of Jedi just slicing up dudes. Awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very different trilogy. <laughs> Not for children as much, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I don't know if we're going to get to episode two or three anytime soon because we have so many other Star Wars to do. Well, we're, we're doing a whole Star Wars month. I don't want to do any more Star Wars for at least a year. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, um... I guess, so it's like, oh, what do we fight the droids with? Starring in episode two, it's clones. Is that better? Is it worse? I don't know. It's clones and robots. Where's all the regular people? Well, I mean, we're already getting to that future now, right, where people in first world countries, they don't send actual soldiers. (laughs) (laughs) Like... Yeah. They're they're, they're both just analogous, basically, to drones, right? Yeah. And then by the original trilogy and the new trilogy, of course, it's... It's a rebellion, so they don't have access to, like, that kind of shit. Yeah, you know what? It seemed absolutely ridiculous in 99 when I first saw this movie. Mm. But, yeah, it does seem sort of... Not reasonable. Horribly reasonable, I guess I should say. Yeah, well, yeah, but, like, the enemies here are, like, the Trade Federation. They're very, very rich, right? (laughs) So what would they have access to? A shitload of drones. Like, it works. It makes sense. Yeah. It didn't make sense 20 years ago, so... Okay, there's one, there's one very small way that The Phantom Menace may have aged well. Yeah. There's yeah. other ways it definitely... Well, it didn't... It, it wasn't born right. It wasn't that boy right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would... I would still argue I think it has aged better than The Flack of the Clones. I Simply have, because most of this film is just a romp, right? Mm. They're just bouncing from planet to planet. They're doing stupid action stuff. It just doesn't have enough plot to be a romp, though. It's just like stuff is happening, but none of it matters. Right, but most of the stuff that's happening looks pretty and is enjoyable. Here's, Attack of the Clones has like a big chunk in the middle 
It's just a very slow, it has a poorly written, poorly acted <laughs> love story, right? I'm a big fan of a love story, <laughs> but there's zero chemistry. It's creepy as fuck. <laughs> and like, she I just, don't like sand. It's coarse, coarse and rough. Yeah. Not like here. Everything's smooth. Slowly strokes her back. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's the younger man. He's gotta. He's gotta be. She's. She's a cougar. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that film would have been better if she'd been chasing him. <laughs> because the whole thing is like, oh, but Anakin, your vows. But why does she care? <laughs> <laughs> she can get any nookie on the boo. Yep. <laughs> oh, where, my last thought just went out of my mind. Well, I'm just gonna say. You shouldn't... Well, oh, she's a queen here, but she's voted in. Yeah? They talk about that in the second clone. She's like, oh, it wasn't the youngest queen ever elected. Oh, queens are elected. On not, Naboo, yeah. Not like on our world. Not in fucking England. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should know they're your betters. You're just naturally born worse than them. You should worship them and obey them. Fuck yeah. off. As we're recording this today, the current rumour on UK Twitter is that the queen is dead. Oh, this happens at least once a year. But <laughs> <laughs> it, it brings a ray of hope every time. <laughs> I don't want to say that right now, but yeah. Like, the thing is, the guy who's going to replace her, Prince Charles, is he's not going to end the monarchy. No, of course not. But, like, the hope is that eventually she'll die, someone young will take over and just be like, yeah, we should probably get rid of this now. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting kind of stupid. But, like, the, I mean, hopefully, eventually, the people will just do it themselves. What, who, who else in... England would be able to speak directly to Pindar, the lizard living at the center of the earth. Well, the, the albino eight-foot lizard. The entire conservative party are lizard people. Right. Uh, but, David Cameron has got how three skins. Yeah, but how many is Pindar willing to speak to? He'll speak to the queen. Right, but her power is derived from, like... She doesn't have any actual power, so I'm sure that Pindar would much rather speak to David Cameron, to be are honest. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she's got anything Pindar wants to hear. He humors her, for old time's sake, being on the show. <laughs> oh, uh, the, uh, sorry, we're, I know we're talking fan mess, but just a little more clone talk. Um, here, here's, I told you, I saw the fan mess opening night. I might have watched it once on DVD. It took a real long time for this one to hit DVD, by the way. Um, like two years. Yeah, yeah, it came out on tape pretty quick, but DVD was like a new thing. Yeah, because they had to like, uh, DVD had been around for a few years, but no, we got it just right, so huh. it took a little while. Uh, so by the time, I, I think I saw this and then very quickly after saw Attack of the Clones, and I enjoyed it in the theater, mm. and I've never seen it since. I remember uh, a few months after Attack of the Clones, I was working in Maine with some people as like environmental education. I was working with the hippies, man, and uh, they started playing it. On the TV there. I think it might have been, like, my DVD, which I never watch. Huh. And I ended up just taking a walk on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Is this Attack of the Clones? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I remember liking it in the theater, and then... I think that was the first DVD my family had. Ah. We bought our DVD player with Attack of the Clones. Okay. Uh, but, like, my family watched Star Wars a lot, and I had, like, younger brother and sister, so they liked the prequels. So I saw it enough. Okay, I've literally seen Attack of the Clones. Like, that one I definitely have only seen once. Uh, this one, maybe it was two or three times. Uh, the second time, I, I think I probably just kept going and, like, going... The computer was, like, in the other room, and i go over and, like, do stuff and come back, see a little more Phantom Menace. But, uh, right. Yeah, the, the these movies just never quite held my attention, I guess. As yeah. most people that are over... Well, I mean, obviously 30. part of it for me is just the nostalgia because I watched them when I was eight. 
See, I get the nostalgia with the original trilogy. Uh, I mean, I, I get even much more nostalgia with those films. <laughs> but, you know, it, like I said, it was the big event film of my childhood. And I saw it in theaters and loved it. See, my um, analogous like, one would be Batman. Uh, the the uh, Tim Burton Batman. Right. Which I think I think I was I think I won out on that uh, little bargain. Well, the other one for me is Spider uh, was Spider Man. Oh yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, we but did that already. By Spider Man, I'd already had stuff. Oh, and Lord of the Rings too. I, I I have the extended editions on Blu-ray, but I still haven't watched them all, and I still don't think I like them. Oh, I love Lord of the Rings. But I I, I at least I I keep trying to get into them. I I keep trying. But they they also got their own terrible prequel trilogy. So yeah, better than this one. There is a very good 90-minute film in those three abominations. <laughs> I, I took a look at the 90-minute edit of the three prequels, and it's still not that good. Oh, I mean The Hobbit. No, I know what you yeah. mean. I'm, and someone also did it for this. Ah, okay. And it's still not that good. No. Well, yeah, because just the, the acting and stuff is not good in this. <laughs> just the watch. Hobbit's not bad because it has bad acting and stuff. It's just bloated. That's the only Tolkien book I've actually read. Same. Yeah, I tried to read Fellowship, and I got bored. I tried, then I tried to I watch actually, the movie. I feel like... May- I had Lord of the Rings as one big book, but I feel like I probably did make my way all the way through Fellowship. Okay. But they are just boring to read. Yeah, no, he's I, so stoned when he's writing them. <laughs> but Hobbit's just a kids' book. I can read that in one sitting. No, I went to a, uh, my dad and I went to see Fellowship on opening night because I, I thought I hate Harry Potter and love that and turned out the opposite way. Huh. But um, by the end of the movie, every, like we were, we were pissing off the theater because we were turning into a show. It's just dudes looking at each other. <laughs> <laughs> and people are like, shut up. It's just dudes looking at each other. <laughs> It's now, it's now 2019. Is this holding up as a episodic Star Wars film? Canon, a, a gospel of the Bible, so to speak. <laughs> What's a more interesting question? How well is Star Wars holding up? Because, like, if you think, well, before Force Awakens came out, it was like 50-50 on good and poor films. <laughs> I mean, okay, Revenge of the Sith is better, but it's still not, like, great, is it? No. So... This was a franchise which had only been half good. <laughs> but somehow the, the quality and the amount of love that people have for the original trilogy meant that Star Wars weathered this storm. Yes. And well, still to this day, I'm, I'm very excited for Rise of Skywalker. I have some reservations. I'm worried about some things that Abrams may or may not do. But what helps th- that we got- sitting in a Star Wars, in a cinema and seeing the Star Wars logo. Okay, but for Force Awakens, I was excited. Yeah. I felt good, sat in the chair and the title came up, <laughs> Star Wars and the music, and there was an opening crawl, and I was like, yeah, I'm in. And then, luckily, it ended up being a good film, yeah. but <laughs> the power of Star Wars is very strong, and even though there was a long period where everything that was coming out was shite. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're looking at a time now where we've, we've had a few good episodic films. Uh, the Star Wars stories are at least watchable, if not... Yeah. Rogue, Rogue One's pretty good. It's dark. I, uh, the, I probably I feel weird Rogue about One is I don't remember anyone from it. I remember the lead girl, I think. Yeah, yeah. Jen, or so I guess. But it just felt like it felt like a real bad case of just some stuff happening. That's pretty much where Solo is. But the, a lot of movies are just some stuff happening, and we don't. We yeah, don't but put I, them I, in I, our get, I mean, I haven't seen guys. Solo yet. But like, 
Solo and Lando at least come across as characters, right? Yeah. There's that blind dude with force. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and there's the his pal with the big gun, who is like one of my students' favorite Star Wars character, apparently. And, and the Palestinian dude. Yeah. Eh, it's okay. They were well, yeah, again. We don't remember any of their names, right? So. Yeah, okay. The point is, we don't remember any of their names. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe that's just because we've both grown out of the age where we buy all the Star Wars action figures. Yeah. <laughs> and the Osborne books that tell you all the characters' names. Exactly. So, what does Tie What does Tie Fight stand for? T I T I E. Yeah. Total indoctrination Endor. Okay, now, I was hoping you'd know because that's just the one that I've been asked a couple times in my life and then like, that's how you prove to some little kid that you actually do like Star Wars, you're not just humoring him. I just gave you an answer. <laughs> Total indoctrination Endor. Twin ion engine. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually just because they look like bow ties, but they yeah. acronymed it. Yeah. <laughs> so, we have some good Star Wars in, in, the, uh, in the more modern years. This movie still blows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it blows. But like... It blew really hard, and so did the next couple. Mm. But not enough to ruin how much people still fucking love Star Wars. Yeah, just because there's some good stuff in there. Yeah. So, um, that, let's talk about... this. I don't think either of us know that much of the extended universe, but did that have a hand in saving Star Wars? Because you still got good novels, there's some good comic well, books. Well, we've talked about like the Clone Wars animations were both good. That was good. That was after all the prequels, though. No, but the cartoon one wasn't. It was between two and three. Oh, okay. That oh, was legit good. Yeah. Video games, good video games are coming out. Yeah, the um, ones now sold more, don't they? No, there's been like a weird thing because EA got the license okay. and it's just been putting uh, out like okay games, but with all like microtransactions and gubbins. They just uh, put out one which I think is pretty good. I feel like the arts had the good Star Wars games. Yeah, like the original couple of Battlefields. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Rogue Squadron on the GameCube. I remember playing TIE Fighter. That's late 90s. But yeah, yeah. Th th some of my earliest like, gaming memories. Man, I gotta find an emulator for that. My thing. uncle had all like the TIE Fighter and X-Wing and X-Wing with Sci-Fi. They were good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there was. Oh, and there's some good arcade machines here in Japan. There's one way, it's like a, you sit in a big pod. So it's like. Oh, yeah, your yeah, entire I think I've been there. Is taken up with like the yeah, yeah, I've right? been there. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's yeah, great, yeah. You got one of those at round one, it's good. So there was a lot of uh, stuff around these movies that Radio was Radio games, nice. comic books, novels. You know, the movies yeah. themselves were just, I guess, the, the engine, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, toys, having toys of all these spaceships and lightsabers and playing with them with your pals. Doesn't matter how good the film was. Like, yeah. I mean, I was, I was already twenty years old when this came out. I right? bet you still had lightsaber like, fights with your pals. <laughs> no, we were just depressed coming out, and then we listened to psychedelic music. Okay, but um, yeah, at for uh, I forgot I was going to say crap. Um, yeah, you were saying about how the franchise was more than just the films. Yeah, and th and that took it through the this period but to where like. How much of that did normies experience? Well, normies weren't... Star Wars, I think, had a little dip in pop culture quality. Now, yes. with the new movies, it's bumped way back up, but I think it ha I think that did right. take some attrition. Yeah. I think in the pop Although, culture... Although, again, like we talked about earlier, a lot of people who aren't big into their sci-fi stuff just thought these films were serviceable. Yeah. They watched them, they enjoyed the effects and the spectacle, and they moved on with and their lives. About the next yeah. week. They didn't think yeah. about it for the next 20 years as we've been. <laughs> right, but like it didn't, it wasn't bad enough that they were like, well, I'm not going to watch the next one. It's like, oh, that's fun. <laughs> and yeah, then and then people later. like, us are going to watch it anyway, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if the last two episodes of eight, uh, seven and eight had been shit, we'd still be going to see nine. That is true, that's very true. Man, that is some, that is some major mojo. That's a spell, they're casting a spell on all it's of fucking us. Fucking capitalism, man. Yeah. <laughs> Brands.
Take down the Trade Federation. Burn down the Jedi Temple. Let's just pirate the land. <laughs> Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Fuck Disney. We're not going to the Everyone fucking Everyone pirate theater. it. Boycott it. But, like... <laughs> that worked out so well when they told everyone to boycott the last Jedi. <laughs> no. I, I don't know what you're seeing from the UK, but in America, it seems like everyone's like, Did you get Disney Plus yet? I can't wait. I got Disney Plus. Disney Plus! You and I don't give a Oh, fuck I don't think it's Disney out in the UK yet. Okay, that's why. In America, UK everyone's like... Fine. Bending over oh, backwards um, to get Disney Twitter Plus. Twitter is full of the fucking Mandalorian and yeah. that baby Yoda. <laughs> I haven't gotten to the Mandalorian yet. I, well, I, I don't care. There's, that much. Okay, bingo, I don't care. Why don't I care about the Mandalorian? Um, I didn't care about Rebels that much either, I guess. Right, because. If it was Trek, I'd go for it. We've seen. We had satisfying Rebels content in the films. Yes. Boba Fett, we saw some cool Boba Fett. Well, not More really, Jango, but, really. Yeah, but <laughs> the reason you really want to see Clone Wars is because you didn't get that from the films. Ah, delivering yeah. something you didn't have. Okay. Well, yeah, Mandalorian is like, I don't, well, A, I just don't care that much about I'm probably going to see it. I'm just not going to run out for yeah. it. Yeah. But, like, but we're going to run out for episode nine. Yeah, yeah because <laughs> it's new. So is Mandalorian. Yeah, but it's, it's set in the middle and it's a mm. side story and we don't care about it. Like, like, I, like I said, I haven't seen Solo yet. Mm. Because I don't feel like I need to see the origin of Han Solo. No, you don't. Like that it's one, not a bad movie, but you don't. The scene in the cantina told me everything I needed to know about him for A New Hope. Yes. You show, you don't tell. Yeah. <laughs> and then you edit it so that you don't show quite the same thing because his <laughs> <laughs> balls fell off in the intervening 20 years. <laughs> that was probably an accident to start out with, I'm sure. No, it's just that's a cool character thing. It's a cool character thing. I just think they didn't notice when they were, like, editing. Maybe. But no, but it's... It's just... In both cases, he was going to die if he didn't shoot Greedo, right? Right. So it's just, he was smart enough to know to do that. <laughs> but then Greedo's like some fucking idiot who shoots a wall when he's two feet away from a guy. <laughs> Maybe Han was in no danger. Maybe he sh Actually, right, here's a thing. In the edited version, Han had even less reason to kill Greedo. Because Greedo clearly can't shoot for shit. <laughs> so he's more hardcore in the edited version. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, you're no danger to me, but I'm going to shoot you anyway. Fuck you. But you're happy to see the original version a few nights ago, or weeks ago. Yes, yeah, definitely. Of course. We do like Han shooting first. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there were... What edits were actually good in the... I like seeing... Cloud City looks a bit better. Exactly. Not Cloud City itself, but seeing out the windows of Cloud City. That's what I meant, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a grey panel in yeah, the yeah. original Empire cuts. Empire is the only one where they work, because they, they're all small changes. Yeah. I'll never forgive Return of the Jedi the for getting rid of the... musical number and the big the sarlacc nub -nub. beak. Nub nub! Oh, yeah, and the new song, yeah. No, the old song that goes. Yeah, yeah, no, but I mean the new one has... The new one blows, yes. Yeah, yeah. That blows so hard I forgot about have it. That, that's prequel shit. Have you seen the DVD one? Yes. Because you also get some Naboo when you hear Jar Jar. Yes, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was the Phantom Menace. Star Wars Month, we've given you the holiday special. We've given you the Phantom Menace. You, you must love Star Wars now. Oh, I feel like we've already spoiled what next one is a couple times. Yeah. Because we were going to end with the... Oh, well, fuck it. <laughs> we, we, we have to give you a good one, so it is The Last Jedi. I'll scream that over the ending music yeah. as well. The one good Star Wars film. Yeah. You know something we didn't do in that last shot we recorded earlier was uh, tell them where to get hold of us. I guess we should wrap that shit. Oh, yeah, I guess. Um, you can find the podcast on Twitter at MLSFSPod. We're also on Facebook. Search for Matt and Luke Sci-Fi Sanctuary. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. I don't think that actually matters, but people always say it on podcasts. So it makes me feel legit when I say it. I'd like to see a review. It would be nice to see one, yeah. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Buskalily. 
I also do a Pokemon podcast. And you can find Matt and his music by visiting rovingstagemedia.bandcamp.com. Okay, well, at the end, I always say I'm Matt. I'm Luke. And Misha gonna tell you... To get the fuck out of our sci-fi sanctuary. What? I went, I was that, like Brooklyn? <laughs> hey, Misa judge your pigs. What you gonna do about it? Misa walking here. You get the fuck out of Misa sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs>